Hello everyone! Welcome back to the JJ Time Podcast with your host, Justine, or as some of you may know me, KittyCat23. And we are back with another episode on JJ Time. How is your wonderful day going? Is it going good? Bad? Well, no matter what, I hope you're getting through it. On today's episode, we are going to be talking about narcissism and just how it happens, some of the symptoms, treatments, history, and even I even have some experiences with some really narcissistic people that I know in my life that I am no longer friends with and there's a huge reason why. So if you guys don't know what narcissism is, it is essentially where someone thinks of themselves as better than you. That is like the best way to explain it. Um, It's where they think that they are just superior to everyone and that everyone who talks to them is inferior. (laughs) Um, They have an unreasonably high sense of importance. Uh, They need to seek a lot of attention and just like basically if they're doing something, they want people to know about it. Um, And depending on what type of narcissism people have, there is different like reasons behind it. Um, One reason could be because they are really like, mm, like they aren't as confident as they are and they kind of put on a mask to hide it. Or there is some types of narcissism where they just generally think they're better than everyone. Uh, Having narcissism, usually it comes, um, you can see it in childhood and it's very prominent in adulthood. Um, With narcissism, women and men get it the amount of the same. It is seen more in men but there's really no studies backing that up as much as I would want. (laughs) Um, But the reason why narcissism is not the best disorder to have is that it can cause problems within your life. It can cause problems with work, with school, financial matters, literally anything. Um, Some of the symptoms that you can have with narcissism, there is a whole bunch depending on what you have. Um, Like I said, some people have high self-importance. Sometimes they feel like they deserve special treatment. A lot of people with narcissism actually like blow up their achievements. They make it sound better than it actually was. So essentially it's like, oh, I got like 95% on my test. They'll probably just be like, I aced that test, no problem. Like I got nothing wrong, even though like they may have. Um, They usually have a power imbalance with people. They tend to be arrogant, brag a lot. Some of you guys may know a person like this in your life and you probably just are thinking, oh my god, they are so self-centered. Most likely, they do just have narcissism and they don't think that anything they are doing is wrong. Don't get me wrong, there is some people out there who just like to brag and not necessarily have narcissism. Um, Within the DSM-5, you do have to uh, check off certain criteria. So for the DSM-5, again, you would have to check off the self-importance, like the self-admiration has a huge sense of they think that they're better than you. Um, Usually they have huge fantasies, um, like if they think that they're going to be rich and famous one day or ideal love, essentially that is another criteria. Um, If they believe that they are special or unique from anyone else, requires excessive admiration, has a sense of entitlement to what they do, if they take advantage of others for their own gain, lacks empathy, is often envious of others, and just shows a really bad attitude for anyone doing better than them. So those are essentially, you only have to um, check off five out of the seven, or I think there's like nine of the DSM-5s to be considered narcissistic. That also goes along with some of the symptoms. Um, There's multiple symptoms that you can have. So those are like the basic kind of things that happen with narcissism, but there's also other symptoms that happen if they are in true with criticism. So if if they can't handle criticism well. Now a lot of narcissistic people, if they get criticized, they tend to get very combative, very argumentative, maybe sometimes even angry. This is where some narcissistic people do become abusive in relationships. Um, I will talk about that a little later. But when it does come to criticism, um, they tend to yeah, become angry um, or annoyed if they don't receive the special treatment that they're getting. They usually react with rage, try and belittle people. They experience a lot of symptoms when trying to adapt from change, and they also may feel depressed or moody um, if something is not going their way. It could honestly ruin their whole day in some cases. 
Now, I've been saying, well, it depends on which uh, narcissism you have. Well, there is three major types of narcissism, though NPD or nar narcissistic personality disorder is just a grand term. Um, usually someone won't specify which narcissism they have. And in most cases, uh, psychologists or doctors, they don't even diagnose these specific narcissisms. Um, it's only if it's really, really like prevalent that they are one or the other. Otherwise, it's just narcissism. And yes, as I said, narcissism is a personality disorder. Um, in the last episode, we did talk about borderline personality disorder, so which are kind- it's really funny because they're like similar but not at all. Borderline personality disorder is like the fear of losing everything and nothing like like that but then at the same time with narcissism it's like well they feel like they need everything and they will do everything in their power to get it and it's the same with bpd where they will try everything in their power to get it it's just two different ways on how they get it with bpd um they try and like they will have immense fear and think like that people hate them and so that they're going to try and make like people with bpd will try and make you like them but with npd it's like they already know you like them, but they're going to manipulate you in a way to make you like them more. It's really interesting. But with the three different types, the first one is grandois narcissism, or I don't know how to say the word properly, like grandois. <laughs> no, like like just, grand, I think it's grandois narcissism, or just like grand narcissism. Um, with grand narcissism, this is the typical narcissism where people believe that they are superior to any other human. Um, even even during childhood, they think they are better. Um, they tend to brag and usually become elitist. With uh, grandois narcissism, um, they are very, very self-absorbed, but at the same time, they are also the most self-confident. They are very confident in themselves and they know what they are doing because they believe that they deserve everything. And anyone who gets in their way um, that doesn't believe that they're of importance, they can just screw off basically in their world. Ironically, um, a, a friend I used to have, uh, I will keep them anonymous because I don't want them to kill me because I feel like they would if they had the chance. Um, th this person experiences grandois narcissism. Uh, they basically, I had this friend uh, in university uh, my first year. I met them in a philosophy class and we actually became very good friends. Um, they are a lot older than me. And ironically, at the time, I didn't even realize that yet. Um, during my first year of university, you guys may know that I did struggle a lot with um, my mental health and I was very, very, like, I had no self-worth. I was not self-confident. I was, I was no one. I was a nobody um, in my first year of university. And, you know, now that I think back at it, I feel like this person actually took advantage of me. And the reason why I say this is because this person has also told me that we could never be together, like, romantically, because he would take advantage of me. Um, to get into the story, yeah, we were friends, and we were friends for a long time. Like, they helped me out a lot when I was going through my mental health stuff. And they were, I would consider them a very, very good friend back in the day. It wasn't until three years later, um, they actually invited me to play some sport with them. And that's actually ironically how I found my best friend now. She's amazing. Um, shout out to Nicole. I love you. Let's hope we don't uh, break up this friendship because then I'm going to have to look back at this podcast and be like, oh yeah, I remember when I called her a friend. Um, ironically, um, they are actually related and I am very surprised that a very beautiful person can come from this person I despise. <laughs> but regardless, that's not the point. Um, anyways, what happened was is I love volleyball. Um, that was a sport that we would play. Um, I l absolutely loved it um, because if you guys don't know, uh, growing up in high school and stuff, I played on a provincial team and I was in volleyball f ever since grade seven all the way up to when I graduated. So I was like, I would say I'm like, you know, an average volleyball player. I wouldn't say I'm the best, I'm average. And this, this is 
comes into importance later. At first I got invited to be just to sub out people like I wasn't officially on a team I would just be there to fill in um, and then when January rolled around when the new uh, volleyball season started we all recommended that we would start a team together and so we did and I was actually considered the co-captain um, because this person was the captain and it came very apparent to me that so we would have practice usually twice a week once a week depending whenever we could fit it in but we would never actually really do anything it was just pass a ball around and hope that we can bump well which is totally not I do not care if we are a bad or a good team. I don't care about winning. Yes, I am a little bit competitive. I, I am on the competitive side. I do like winning, but I will not freak out or anything if we're not winning. Um, but the reason why I say this is because we actually joined a competitive volleyball team. And the issue with that is with competitive, it's like it's competitive. It's not just intramural or just for fun, right? So I kind of brought this up to the captain, i.e. my friend, and I was like, hey, would it be possible if I ran the practices um, because I would do drills, right? At first, this person was like, no way in hell you're doing that. Like, I am the captain. I decide what we do for that day. And I was like, okay you decide what we do, awesome. Um, and so I just left it alone. And so our first game um, was, oh my goodness, I don't even remember. It, it was the beginning of January, one of the first games, but it was the first ever game that we went to. Um, I don't know, you guys can call me out in the comments um, or anywhere you want and to see if I was in the wrong for this. Um, because you know, I do look back and I'm like, well, maybe I could have been in the wrong, but the people who were there at the time definitely said I wasn't so I'm gonna tell you guys and you guys can come to a answer or whatever you want to your own opinion you can form your own opinion on if this was okay or not so if you don't know I live in Calgary and Calgary is a huge place so we went to a huge gym um, to put this in perspective there was six volleyball courts um, usually on court at each time is 12 people plus the extras do the math it adds up to like 50 some people well, 60-some people, I guess, or more, um, which there was. I would say there was over, like, 70 people there, maybe. Regardless, <laughs> the game starts, and, you know, we're not doing too hot, but we expected that. It's our first game on, and it's like, you know what? Like, it's okay if we lose. It's totally fine. And I, I knew this. I was in no way upset that we were losing, but I don't know if some of you guys who do sports, especially volleyball, um, you may know when, you know, if, <laughs> if you lost the point, you usually try and cheer people up, right? And try and be like, it's okay guys, like we got the next one. Or like, you know, if if a ball falls in between two people, you're usually like, oh guys, don't worry, just call the ball next time. And whether there was a tone in my voice, I'm not sure. But after every point, whether we won or lost it, I would talk, because I am used to being a captain. I was a captain back in high school, back in middle school, at, like not in my provincial team, but I was a captain at one point, I do know how volleyball works, I've seen how volleyball works and you usually talk on the court, right? So the first half goes by because volleyball is two halves, you switch sides on the court after you hit 25. Um, and I remember like thinking everything was fine and it was, we got beat pretty hard. I think it was like 25 to like seven. And so like after each point, cause like, again, I am not saying any of my teammates were bad or were throwing or anything. It's just we were learning. No one knew how to play volleyball except me and my friend at the time. So, of course, we're not going to do well. And I knew that. Um, but I never made it that I never, ever made it seem that I was upset at them. I always just tried to give them words of encouragement. Like I said, I do argue the fact that maybe my tone was getting annoyed by the time that it was 24 to six. Um, I probably was being like, oh, like, come on guys. Like we can bring it back. It's okay. Like we got the next one, it's fine. And like, maybe, maybe you could see that I was being a little mean. I don't know. I try my best to be a little ball of positivity. Regardless, like I said, I didn't think anything was wrong. And honestly, the team, we were fine. We lost the first half and we were going to switch sides. And I'm just talking to some of my teammates. I'm just like, hey guys, like it's fine. Actually, no, that's not what happened. I was talking to other teammates, but I was telling them how we could improve. Regardless, if you want to say that I was being a bitch for this, you can, but I just thought it, as a co-captain or a captain, 
I would go and maybe, you know, talk to your team and see what we can improve on. And some of the things we had to improve on was, of course, like calling the ball because we kept getting a lot of dead balls, which call the ball, like set it up properly, call who you're passing to, etc, 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 right? Because um, one of the things that they didn't know is that setter gets second ball. That's always been a thing, setter gets second ball. Um, and so that was something we were trying to work on. As I'm literally talking to one of my teammates, just being like, yeah, like, or actually, this is, this is what happened. Um, I was showing him how to bump the ball properly. Um, again, I'm not trying to be mean. I'm just trying to help. Because if you're bumping a ball where it's actively hurting your wrist, I'm going to show you how to not hurt your wrist, right? Like, that's just common sense. Anyways, I'm in the middle of explaining this. And this person, the friend I called at one point, comes up to me and just starts screaming at me, humiliating me in front of the 70 to 100 people that were at this tournament. The first thing they say to me is, you are being the biggest fucking bitch I have ever met. And I was like, what? And I literally was so flabbergasted. I just was like, wait, what? Like, what do you mean? And she's screaming this, like on the top of his lungs. He's like, your whole mood is bringing everyone fucking down. You're the whole reason why we're fucking losing this volleyball game. Like, no one wants you here. Like, everyone just wants you to leave. Like, no one's having a good time with you. And yells it. It's echoing at this point, okay? Just to give you a little picture. And I'm just sat there, like, mouth open, no idea how to respond. I think I just got out, oh, okay. And I'm like trying to be like really strong and like, you know, not cry my eyes out. And so I look to um, Nicole, my friend, and I'm like, am I, and this is where the tears come, right? Because I don't like getting embarrassed. That was humiliating actually. That was the first time someone's ever humiliated me in a public space in my entire life. As a 20, 20 year old, it was pretty traumatizing, I would say. Um, I look over to Nicole and I'm, and I'm start crying and through tears, I'm just like, am I being a bitch to you guys? Cause if I am, I will go. And she's like, no, I don't know why they would say that. And so I then look to my other teammates and like, like just to kind of be like, well, what do you guys think? And they're all like, no, like I love your help. Like, I don't think you're being a bitch at all. Like, I don't know what their problem is. Like, I don't know and their brother actually came up to me and was like I don't know what that was um I'm sorry on the behalf of this person that you did not deserve that like you're a great player you're probably the best player out of the whole team and I, I don't know why they did that and at this point I didn't know what to do I didn't know whether to just go home or suck it up and play the second half ironically I should have I should not have stayed because um, when we played the second half of volleyball, I didn't even get to play once. They subbed me out um, for that whole half. So before the game was done, I started packing up to leave because what's the point? And as this person saw me leaving, they actually said to sub me in for them so that I couldn't leave. And so, you know, I did, even though I'm like, I kept my mouth shut. And by the way, um, if you guys are wondering, I stayed on that team for not the whole season because there was another thing that happened. Um, but I actually stayed on that team and played um, for a couple more games because I didn't want to like leave them out like that, I guess. I guess I'm too nice. Regardless, I played it out and then I was leaving and you know they came up to me and they're like, hey, I'm so sorry. And I, I couldn't. I was like, I don't want to talk to you right now. And they were like, oh, okay. And then, you know, some time goes by because I hang out for a little while because ironically, they are my ride home. So I have to wait. And I was waiting, just kind of chilling on my phone. And again, they come over and they're like, I really want to talk about what happened. And I just said, I do not, I do not want you to disrespect me. Or I said, what did I say? I was like, you disrespected me to the point that I can't even imagine. Like, I am not a fan of you right now. And I think I just said something along those lines where it's like, I don't want to talk to you. I'm not happy with you right now. So days go by. I send them uh, a text message the next day, I think. And I sent them this really long message just being like, you blatantly disrespected me. I've never, I might actually have the text message. Hold on. So I don't have the original text message, but I do have another text message that I sent them that I'll get into um, once it becomes relevant. 
Um, so yeah, there, I basically for the rest of the season, I didn't talk on the court, not even during practice. I just stayed silent because I was like, you know what? I will refuse to have that happen again. So you can't do anything if I just shut up, you know? Um, and then another incident came to be, um, which was... Oh my god, this was annoying. And it, you guys are probably like, you were talking on and on about this, and how does this relate to narcissism? It does, because they are a narcissistic person, and these are the reasons why. Um, and so there was also another um, game that we played. I was a setter, right? Me and this person were the setters of the court. And if you guys don't know, you can either play front row setter or back row setter. And for some reason, for like the six, I, no, not six, three, for the next three games, they said that they were going to be the only setter on the court, that they were going to play front and back row setter, and that I would only set if couldn't get to the ball. Okay, this is important because then for one of those games, I'm front row setting. Someone bumps me the ball. It is in my hands. Like literally I see the ball like right on top of me and I call it like I call it because there is no reason for me to move out of the way when a setter has the ball perfectly. Well, this person ran from the back corner of the court to me absolutely body slammed me so that he could get the ball. I fell and I hurt my ankle that night. I remember because I'm pissed off at it. And their excuse was, oh, I didn't hear you call the ball. Everyone was so just amazed at the fact that having even the person on the other team helped me up and was like, what the fuck was that about? And I was like, I, and I even, I even, defended this person I was like well I guess like they're the main setter so it makes sense and this person literally or the guy on the other team was like that is not cool at all I was like nope it's fine uh put it in perspective we did not win a single game that season <laughs> um and then uh, where this becomes most relevant to the narcissism story was why I quit the team. I quit, um, I think, right before playoffs because I couldn't handle what they were doing to my friend. Um, if you guys don't know, this person, basically, I don't want to get into in, too into it because I don't want to, uh, I want to keep the anonymousness um, to this friend, but essentially, this person who is narcissistic, who I used to call my friend, was helping my other friend or claimed to be helping my other friend um, with their car payments. Basically, they said that, hey, like, yeah, like, I know you can't afford your car payment, so I will pay it off for you until you pay me back. And it was a, it was a big amount of money. That's all I will say. And what happened was, is like literally two days before um, my friend's car insurance was going to expire, this person, who I used to call my friend, basically was like, yeah, no, I can't do that anymore. Which left my friend to be like, well, why not? And at first, I read the text messages. Um, so this is now moving on to the day before her plates expire. She texts them and is like, hey, I don't know if you're still going to try and, um, you know, pay for my insurance or anything. I don't know. And the person says, I, oh, hey, I'm actually, I was on the phone with them, um, but they said that they had over a 12-hour wait time, so I can't do it. And so <laughs> my friend is smart for this because she then phoned that company, like the insurance company, and there was, she got through right away and there was no waiting time. She even asked if there was a wait time and the lady on the phone was like, no, like, I don't, like, it's not that busy. Um, and so she then relays that back to this person and is like, hey, I just phoned. Like, can you just let me know if you're paying this or not so I can get, like, my shit in order, basically. And this person literally is like, you're being such a bitch right now. I'm trying to do what I can, for God's sakes. And so then my friend is like, okay, but my plates expire tomorrow. And I, won't, I need to go to work tomorrow. And you said you would pay this. And yeah, this person basically said, I never said I would completely backtracked and was like, fuck you, like I'm done, basically. And she was like, okay. And so yeah, she came to me and was like, yeah, I got called a bitch for 
you know, thinking I was going to get helped out. Good news is, is that um, she actually did get a car and that was insured and everything. She got to pay it off. Everything is grand now. But at the time, um, that, from what that person did to my friend, I finally was like, no, we're not going to be friends any longer. And I actually have the text message I will read out loud to what I said to this person. So the text message says, hi, so I've been thinking recently and I just wanted to tell you that I won't be able to do summer volleyball because um, if you guys don't know, we wanted to go into comp summer. We were just in for spring, but I said I didn't want to do summer. Um, I said, I won't be able to do summer volleyball as I have a lot of plans this summer that will most likely interfere with it. Also, I just want to tell you that I'm not going to be coming to volleyball at to any more volleyball games this season as I've done a lot of reflecting and just with the incident at the first game and how the team acts on the court makes me uncomfortable and embarrassed to say the least. So with that being said, I wish you the best and have a good summer. So that's all I've said. And if you want to know how they replied, they said, okie dokie. Awesome. That was just, you know, three years of friendship just down the drain, right? So we haven't spoken since. Um, ironically, I did see them at a restaurant and they stared at me the whole time and it was very uncomfortable. But regardless, you're probably thinking, well, why is this person narcissistic? Why even bring him up? Well, the whole, that whole story just kind of shows how narcissistic the person was. So again, um, they completely humiliated me the first game and just kind of took complete control over me to the point where I was like, no, no more, no, none of this. Um, I also, the reason why I do say that this person is narcissistic is because if you guys don't know, you can take a test. Um, you actually do have to pay for it if you want to take like the legitimate test, but it's the Hexaco personality test. I took it um, in psychology and this person actually did pay for me to take the test so that we could compare our results. Um, the Hexaco test essentially just tells you how high you are on honest humility, like if you're an extrovert, an introvert, um, if you're like open, if you're closed-minded. It, it's supposed to tell you everything you know about the person, your personality. It's like a hundred, I think it's a hundred question questionnaire and it will do that. Anyways, they did the test, I did the test, and we compared results. And just from looking at this person's hexaco test, it does state high in narcissism or high in honest humility. If you're high in honest humility, um, it essentially, or no, low, it's very low on honest humility, which essentially means you're very manipulative and blah, blah, blah. So when we compared our answers together, it completely showed that we would not work together. And they openly said this um, to me, they were like, we cannot be in a romantic relationship ever because I would totally abuse you and take total control over you. You know, red flag, right? I should have noticed the red flag, but I didn't. Um, by the way, this was back in my first year of university when we did it. Um, and yeah, I was just like, okay, I guess so. And the most funny part is that when I was at my lowest, um, like my lowest in mental health and stuff, they totally could have taking advantage of me because I was a doormat. I fully admit that I was a doormat to literally anyone who came across my path. So I'm surprised they didn't, but this is what I say, which makes me realize it now. It's that I think when we reconnected three years later for the volleyball like sport, I think they were trying to kind of take control of me, manipulate me into the way they wanted. And it's ironic because a lot of manipulators will try and gaslight you and they actually make you sound, like work you up to make you sound like you're doing like all these good things. Like I always got praised for absolutely everything I did. Yeah, actually something I specifically remember was when um, they were talking about my content creation and how they were so proud of me and that they were going to help me make business cards and that they wanted me to be on this podcast because I was so big, blah, blah, blah. And it turns out that they just used that fuel so that when I met the person that I was going to be on the podcast with, they completely lied about me and made it all about them. They were like, yeah, I found her um, on the internet. I grew her channel. I did this, I did that. And I was just like, uh-huh. And to put it in perspective, I thought we were really good friends um, before the incident. And it's funny because when I did meet this guy, um, it turns out that my friend did not even know what nationality I was because they basically, I was going to be put on um, 
Oh, this might this might give a little bit too much information, but I was going to be put on this podcast that specifically talks about a certain race. And I guess that my friend at the time thought I was that race, even though I never once said I was that race. And I even remember recalling saying I wasn't that race. And yeah, that was the most awkward conversation I had to have. And I didn't embarrass them then. But yeah, when we walked away and like kind of had our own time, I was like, you know, I'm not that race. And like, and I never ended up going on the podcast because to me, I, or actually it was like, well, then just lie about it. Just say you are. And I'm like, that is completely culture disrespect. I'm not going to disrespect a whole culture and faking it that I am. And so, yeah, never ended up doing that. And this person took me to concerts, bought me stuff all the time, and it just made me feel so uncomfortable. I've never asked for it, but as someone who was in psychology for three years at the time, I was understanding that, hey, you are showing off some really narcissistic tendencies right now, which they were. And when I talked to um, their sister, um, she even said, like, that this person has a god complex which you can argue that god complexes and narcissism are different um if you don't know a god complex is essentially being like nothing could ever kill me i am better than everyone i am god essentially whereas narcissism is like manipulation stuff but then you know as we got talking we talked for so long that day i think we talked for like six hours just about this friend and was like and it, we both came to the realization that yeah they only need us in their life when they it's relevant basically um and i really started to notice that um with like you know the volleyball the podcast everything it was just like i was being blatantly used and i am so sad to say that i did not notice that earlier which i should have um but i didn't and yeah to this day um this person still openly on their stories will brag about what they have which you know, all to the person, if you want to brag about something, you totally can. But when you make a post that you're at the gym and you're saying that you are absolutely better than everyone and no one can do what you do. You know, I think I've seen stronger people out there. I think I think you are not the only person who could do that. <laughs> Regardless, I digress. I don't want to get myself sued. So I'm just going to be like, this all happened. I kept the anonymous, anonymity, whatever the word is. Um, so person, if you are watching this podcast, I do not forgive you for what you did to me at all. I feel like this podcast is literally just me saying my piece and just being like, yeah, here is my big fuck you, basically. Um, regardless, that is the story. It sucks. Um, I, I can't believe I actually didn't get manipulated by this person, which is insanity. Um, again, I was also in a toxic relationship, um, that I was very, I wouldn't call him a narcissist. I was just very manipulated. So I guess I could recognize the signs faster. I don't know. Regardless, um, that is essentially my experience with a narcissistic person. Um, I used to always joke <laughs> when I was younger that, or when I was first getting into psychology, that my dad was actually a narcissist. He's not. He just kind of has his own thing going on for him. Um, but yeah, usually like people with narcissism, it's, it's never fun. Um, if you do know someone who is narcissistic or is showing any of the traits that maybe there was an incident that happened to you that is similar to mine, uh, please reevaluate your friendship because most of the time narcissistic people will just use you and they don't care. Like, um, it is said like that people who are narcissistic have no friends. They just use everyone for their own benefit. So, yeah, maybe the only reason why I got invited on volleyball is because I was kind of good at it, but who knows, right? Who knows? Anyways, moving on. Um, that is essentially Grand Doyce narcissism in a nutshell, that huge long story. Um, it's just, yeah, they think that they are better than everyone, that they are better than everyone, and that no one can get in their way. Um, another type of narcissism is vulnerable narcissism. So this is essentially the exact opposite. Same symptoms, try and make it, people admire them. They are better than everyone. But the only difference is that vulnerable nar narcissism is that the person deep inside is actually experiencing low self-esteem and like very anxious. Essentially, this comes from if you were abused as a kid, um, or treated very badly. Some people put this is the definition of putting the mask on and 
basically they are pretending to be someone that they aren't and they're throwing the mask so that other people think that they're this amazing person who has their shit together when in reality they they feel very insecure and they they don't they really don't know what they're doing. Um, ironically, with vulnerable narcissism, um, there is a way to actually like show if someone has it, but I'll get into that when I talk about um, relationships and stuff. And I completely lied. Those were the only two narcissisms that there are. Um, so it's essentially two extremes. One, they think they're God. Or two, they think they're nothing, but they're going to pretend they're God, essentially. Um, you may be wondering, well how like what are the causes of this like is it genetics is it environmental well yes it is all of them <laughs> so um it can develop uh it definitely it develops in childhood um narcissism cannot develop later in life it can really only develop during childhood so you either have it or you don't um, and usually in your environment, the reason why, um, some, one of the causes is that if your parents tended to spoil you too much or criticize you too much can make you have narcissism. What I mean by this is they criticized every single thing you do to the point that you could never do anything right. Most likely you'll get vulnerable narcissism, which is where you will try and make it look like you have everything put together and stuff so you can't be criticized essentially um but if they were too much admiration if they like spoiled you so much then you'll get the grandoise narcissism where you will think that nothing could ever hurt you because you've gotten literally everything given to you as for genetics um inherited inherited characteristics plus personality traits it's the same thing as always where if your parents are narcissistic you're most likely going to be narcissistic considering you'll most likely be raised in a narcissistic household as well well, um, which, you know, is never the best. <laughs> and then lastly, yes, there is, um, researchers have found that neurobiology connections between certain points of the brain can also cause narcissism, but it's not studied as to what exactly, though I would consider probably the prefrontal cortex would be the biggest thing, considering all personality disorders come from your prefrontal cortex, because that's your personality center. But yeah, they essentially think they can't do anything wrong. And the ironic thing with narcissism is anyone, I or at least most people with narcissism will never seek treatment. Because why would you think treat why would you seek treatment if you think you're already perfect? Right. Um so usually treatment is actually not done for narcissism because again there's so many low cases of people getting treated because why would you want to get treated if you know you're amazing, right? Um, but if you do try and get treated, like if you do have narcissism yourself and you kind of are trying to reflect on life, maybe a girlfriend, boyfriend broke up with you saying that you're a terrible person or someone in your life is saying, hey, you're very manipulative, not a nice person, could be from narcissism. That's usually when people will try and seek treatment. Um, the only treatment is usually talk therapy. And ironically, um, people who do get diagnosed with narcissism usually come into therapy for something totally unrelated, whether that's depression, anxiety, or even like drug abuse. Some narcissism, you know, they're like, oh yeah, I have a problem with like alcohol, but I don't have a problem with people. <laughs> um, so that's usually how they get diagnosed. But yeah, talk therapy is the only thing that really works. Um, if you don't know what talk therapy is, it's just psychotherapy. It's where you just talk to a person and hope, hope that they understand what they are doing is not normal or the best that they are doing. And to usually help that way. Um, usually if narcissistic people do get support, they need a lot of family support. And by, I, it's a little different than getting support from any other disorder because how they say to treat narcissism or narcissistic people if you're a family member is to essentially be like to call them out on what they're doing is bad which is something like the number one thing narcissistic people hate they hate getting called out on what they are doing um so yeah it is very hard if you do know a narcissistic person in my own experience or my own opinion to all the narcissistic people i've met in my life they will never change until you know I guess if they have like a realization that maybe they have to, but a lot of people I know usually never change their ways. But yeah, and ironically, um, with narcissism and everything, uh, when I got out of my very toxic, abusive relationship and I met my current relationship, 
Um, my whole family was so worried that um, he would walk all over me. And I remember saying that if he had the chance, he could totally take advantage of me back back in the day. Because if he was a narcissistic person, oh my god, I would not imagine what I'd be like today. But regardless, I'm going to turn towards the relationship part of this. And um, since, you know, I am a girl and I know a lot of people who are going through very toxic, abusive relationships that I wish they would get out of, but they don't. Um, so I'm gonna just sit here and chat with you guys and kind of show you guys because a lot of people who are narcissistic hide it very well uh, Usually you don't know someone's narcissistic unless you can see or call out the traits that they are doing Because most of the time narcissistic people come off as these very charming Very nice people that they could not do anyone wrong when in reality. It's just a big manipulation twist um, so if you're in a relationship, um, these are some sentences to look out for that your partner may or may not be, uh, narcissistic. Um, so essentially the first one is, why do you start arguments? A narcissistic person will basically blame you for starting arguments and get upset and yeah. The second one they say is, why are you so sensitive? If you hear this, Oh my god, this is like one of the telltale signs that your person is narcissistic because, um, no, you are valid for your feelings. I think calling someone sensitive is absolutely the worst thing in the world to call someone, especially when they're being vulnerable to you or to anyone. Um, the only time I think people are really sensitive is like when it comes to certain things, but I'm not going to talk about it on this podcast because I don't want to get cancelled. Um, another thing they might say is, I'm sorry you feel that way. This is one of the things I learned in psychology. If every time your significant other, or friend for this matter, says, I'm sorry but, or I'm sorry you feel that way, they are not sorry. They are just doing that to either try and make you feel better or make them not seem as a bad person. So essentially in a conversation where it's like, if you come up to your boyfriend or girlfriend and are like, hey, I haven't really been felt, like I haven't been feeling loved in this relationship for a long time, then they will counteract it with, oh, I'm sorry you feel that way, but, and then they'll go on explaining what they do for you and everything. And you're just like, Alright, now I feel like shit because I tried coming to you with my problems and you made me feel bad about it. So that's essentially another sentence they can say. Um, they, they also might say, you made me do it. Oh, well, why did you go cheat on this girl? Well, you made me do it. You know, you haven't been cooking. You haven't been giving me the satisfaction in our relationship. You made me do it. That's also narcissistic. No. I want to let you guys on this podcast know one thing. Everyone's actions are their own and there is no influence whatsoever. Yes, peer pressure is a thing, but once someone does something, that is their fault. They're doing. You cannot convince, sit here and convince me that the reason why someone, I don't know, off themselves or someone cheated with someone or someone did this, someone did that. No, that is your decision and your decision alone no one else's. So this whole cheating thing where, oh, well, you know, you made me do it. No, you didn't. You could have broke up with me before I cheated, right? Regardless. And the last thing they might say is, here we go again. So if you try and bring up a recurring problem in your relationship or friendship, they will always kind of sigh it off and just be like, oh, here we go again, I guess. So they essentially just make you feel like shit all the time. But you're, it's ironic because you see this in cases of abuse and extreme like domestic abuse emotional manipulative blah blah any word of the book um you see this in a lot of cases where um basically narcissistic people or even just abusers in general will try and beat someone down so much that they think they are absolutely nothing um also they try and make it seem like everything is your fault going back to the incident story with that friend that i had um they at one point did try and talk to me and say that it was my fault for them getting mad at me and i this was at one of the practices and i was like you only got mad at me because you thought i was being a bitch to everyone and then they backtracked and we're like, well, you kind of were. And I was like, stop right there, you know? Other signs in your loved one or best friend, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever friend, <laughs> even a family member, um, they lack empathy, can't take responsibility for their actions um, or apologize. Usually, like, again, it's the I'm sorry, but or they won't even apologize. They'll just be like, 
okay, like sucks you feel like that. Um, and one of the biggest things that narcissistic people do is reactive abuse. And if you don't know what reactive abuse is, it's basically pushing someone's buttons until they react. And a lot of narcissistic people love to do this, even, even with my old friend that I had. Um, they did this um, to multiple people, never to me, but I've heard stories of what they did where they would constantly talk down on this person and until like they made them feel like shit basically essentially projecting uh there was an incident that my friend told me about this person and they were basically brushing their hair and the person was like your hair looks like absolute shit today as as like my friend was just brushing her hair and like, it's like little micro jabs like that is what they try and do to like get control over you. And again, that's also reactive abuse because if my friend would have reacted and be like, wow, that like, what the fuck? Like your hair's bad too. Then they would just use it as leverage. You know what I mean? I know a person who was in a relationship that got reactive abused a lot. Uh, it was one of my best friends back in high school. And what happened was, is I was in the car when they had this argument. I holy crap that was so long ago um but essentially what happened was is the boyfriend was like hey i noticed you took like 20 dollars out of my account today what was that for and she was like oh you you told me i could get lunch with my friend today so i you know i i just you you gave that's what it was he gave her 20 dollars and said here go spend this on lunch and so when he said, hey, and then the argument was, hey, what did you do with my $20 today? And the girlfriend or my friend at the time was like, yeah, oh, uh, I went out uh, for lunch with my friends. Well, I didn't say you could go out with your friends today, did I? Well, no, but you gave me the $20 to go hang out with, have lunch with my friend. And then the argument ensued. He was like, well, I never said you could do that. I said you could get $20 to only go for lunch. So, and then, yeah, argument ensued. That's essentially what a re reactive abuse is or where it's essentially they will kind of nitpick you and like bug you until you get upset. Like this could even be like physical where like they'll like literally poke your buttons or they'll like, they'll jab you, tickle you, kind of make you like, until you snap, until you're kind of just like, can you stop, please? Then they'll be like, wow, why are you getting so mad at me? I was just fooling around. And then, you're, and then you know, you get into that trap of like, well, you know, I tried to tell you to stop, but you wouldn't stop. And so now I'm upset because you're not stopping. And then they make you feel like the victim. It's great. I love it. I absolutely love narcissistic people. I hope you know that I'm being sarcastic. And no, it is not fun being friends with someone who is narcissistic. Um, but that's basically everything about narcissism. Um, there's not really much history behind it because, again, narcissism kind of just stems from being superior to everyone. So it's in its own right, narciss a narcissistic person isn't that bad. Like, no one, like, there are functioning narcissists. Like, there is people out there who have narcissism but are nice. That That is usually just the breakers out there. Like, uh, to put it in perspective, I, I don't have narcissism, but I used to break a lot as a child. I used to always want attention for everything that I did. Um, so, like I said, there is people out there who do that. It just only becomes a problem when, you know, you're actually actively affecting your friends families and financials because some people who have the grand voice narcissism tend to spend all their money because they think they'll just get it back if they just ask nicely for people which is not very fun not that not that fun um but yeah usually you see narcissistic people with like the nicest stuff like oh my god Oh my god, that just made me, this just reminded me back in high school. I know someone who is narcissistic, as I've been saying, and in high school, this is another person, I remember getting a new car. Um, my grandparents were so nice, and they got me, like, literally, like, a year old, like, car. Like, it was amazing. I, I still have it to this day. I love it. And I remember telling my friend that, hey, yeah, I got a new car today. It was pretty awesome. Guess what? Guess who got a new car a week later? Just guess. And guess who bragged about it and said that they bought it with their own money even though we were literally 16 in high school. And that car 
There's no way you are buying a $20,000 car with your own money. And then, ironically, it came out. Well, actually, I guess it was rumored. It was talk with high school gossip. Um, the whole talk was that, you know, his mom bought it for him. And you're just like, oh, yeah, okay. But regardless, I feel like this whole podcast has been me just gossiping about really mean people in my life. But no, if you or a loved one is experiencing someone or dealing with someone with narcissism, there's really not much to tell you in this podcast because you really can't tell a narcissistic person to get help. Um, the only time you can really tell them to get help is like never. It's when they have no friends. But I will say, um, if you are experiencing this manipulation or someone is constantly bringing you down um, in ways that I've explained, don't be friends. You are not obligated to be friends with people. Um, and one of the biggest things is that I would say is do not get financially trapped with narcissistic people because that is one of the biggest ways that they will try and take control over you is by like being like exactly like my friend did they would always buy gifts for me uh take me to concerts to events when i never asked it's to have that leverage over you essentially like don't get me wrong you can have friends who buy you a lot of stuff usually it's reciprocated but it only becomes a problem when if you guys are hanging out and then all of a sudden they're like hey you should buy me i don't know this game and you're like well no i can't really like afford that right now or i don't want to do that and then they use it on you and they're like well remember all the things i bought for you blah 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 and you're just like oh you're making me feel bad like it's really hard to recognize um these signs like this because again narcissistic people are master manipulators they are very good at what they do and they will try their hardest to make you not feel bad until it is convenient to them um like i said i got dropped so easily by the one friend i had because i was no longer of use to them which is fine Regardless, um, I just want to make sure that everyone who is in an abusive relationship, like, I hope my podcast can, like, help you recognize that maybe, you know, you don't need to be in situations like that. Something I'm learning as, you know, a young adult is that you do not have to stand for anything. You can leave at any point you want. You don't have to be friends with someone. You don't have to date someone. You, you don't even have to be friends with your parents if you don't want to. If your parents are blatantly disrespecting you, you, there is nothing that is keeping you there other than your own brain being like, oh, well, they might be mad at me. No, if you're being abused or if you're getting treated like shit at home by a boyfriend, a friend or a girlfriend or whatever, you do not need to take it. And it, yes, as, a, as an abuse victim myself, it, it's very hard to come to realize that. But I hope that, you know, maybe, maybe some, maybe my words can get through to some people or maybe they don't. Who knows? But yeah, regardless, um, I want to leave you guys off on this fun fact, kind of changing notes a little bit. You know, considering, you know, we've been talking about uh, relationships and how people treat you. Um, I'll leave you with this fun fact. Um, when you go to sleep at night... Whoever the last person is on your mind is the reason for either your happiness or your pain. So I want you guys to think when you go to bed tonight uh, who you think about before you go to sleep. And then maybe you might have to do some self-reflecting if you don't think that they're bringing you happiness. Um, that's something I had to do when I was in my toxic relationship. So trust me, try and recognize those signs and it will it'll do you a lot better. But if you guys enjoyed this episode of JJ Time, uh, I really hope you guys did enjoy it. Um, if you guys did, feel free to rate it five stars, like, subscribe, comment, wherever you're watching me, whether that's YouTube, Spotify, Amazon, Apple, wherever you are watching me, feel free to leave something nice. Um, with that being said, you guys, um, thank you guys for coming on to another episode of JJ Time. The next episode will be about color psychology and how certain colors can make people perceive you in certain ways. Um, so if you guys want to stick around for the next episode, I hope you do. And I hope your guys' new year is going really well. I know it's like probably pretty far into January now, but hopefully you guys are still sticking um, to your New Year's resolutions. I know I haven't been because, you know, I did the controversial one of I'm going to get my life together. I'm going to get my health together. I'm going to eat better. It, it never, it never works ever. Regardless, guys, um, thank you again for coming to the Just Justine Time podcast, and I'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye!